Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, experts, tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Today's episode is brought to you by Tennis Express. Please check them out this week by going to EssentialTennis.com slash Express. Well, thanks very much for joining me on today's show. Two quick things to talk to you about before we get right into the content. First of all, I'm so happy (laughs) and proud of my Green Bay Packers. For those of you who don't know, I'm from Wisconsin. I was born and, and raised in Milwaukee. And, uh, just a lifelong Packers fan. I love the organization. I, I love the town of Green Bay. And I'm just so happy that they won the Super Bowl yesterday. So just wanted to get that out of the way. And uh, yeah, it's just incredible. Never expected them to, to make it that far. And nobody did once uh, we were about halfway through the season. All right, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Secondly, this is going to be a rebroadcast. And I don't like to do that, but I am just completely overwhelmed with getting ready the doubles domination release, which is going to start next week. And again, for those of you who don't know, I teach full-time. I have a full-time teaching job. I spend around 50 hours a week at work. And and so I just have limited time to work on side projects. And double the, my second release of doubles domination is going to be huge. Lots and lots of new content, most of it video. And it's going to be much more in-depth than my last release of it. And anyway, my web admin and myself have been working long hours getting this ready. And I'm going to have an announcement about it next week, next week's show on Monday. So so listen for that. But today's episode was originally aired. I don't have the date in front of me, but it was originally podcast number 69. It's all about singles. Singles practice, singles strategy, and mental toughness for singles. So it's a comprehensive episode on improving your singles play. So I know it's going to be a great episode, and I apologize for the rebroadcast, but I I just have to get everything ready for next week for Doubles Domination. So let's go ahead and get to it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, let's get down to business on today's episode of the Essential Tennis Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about winning more in singles. And we're going to be splitting this up into three main areas or topics. The first one is going to be practicing for singles to increase your winning. We're going to talk about what to practice when you go out onto the practice court. And uh, practicing in general is something that we've talked about on the podcast before, and I would encourage you guys to go to the podcast archives and look that look that podcast up because it was um, it was very good. Uh, just telling you guys how to set up a good quality practice and uh, and not waste your time. Today we're going to talk about singles specifically, and we're going to repeat some of that information again. But um, some of these things will be new as well. Uh, Our second topic is going to be winning singles strategies. We're going to talk about how to put together a strategy for your singles play. And our last topic is going to be winning more. And I'm going to give you guys three different ways that I see people lose a lot of matches 
basically by lack of focus and, and giving away points, giving away matches by not really paying attention. I'm going to give you guys three ways to keep your focus and keep your attention more and win more matches. So kind of a, a mental tennis uh, topic to wrap things up. Um, so practice play. We're going to talk about strategy, and we're going to talk about mental tennis, all having to do with singles-specific play. And the first topic we're going to cover is going to be practice play. And I was asked to cover this by Tom. Tom and I uh, sent a couple emails back and forth, and I'm not sure what his location is, but he asked me to cover a couple different topics, and one was practice drills to increase winning. And I want to talk to you guys, you singles players, about how to practice and put together a high-quality practice that's really going to be the best use of your time so that you can give yourself the best chance of winning. Uh, and we're going to cover four main strokes or areas, and you're going to, you guys are going to see a pattern in how to practice all of these. And hopefully I get through to you guys what's most important to do when you guys go out and actually practice your tennis. So we're going to talk about ground strokes, volleys, overheads, and serves. Have our, our four kind of meat and potatoes types of strokes in tennis. Certainly, we could talk about more different types of strokes, stuff like half volleys or maybe backhand overheads uh, or lobs or drop shots. Um, but these are going to be the four main strokes that you guys are going to be using in your singles play and for the most part in your doubles play as well. Doubles has a little bit different skill set. But for our singles play today, we're going to talk about those four strokes. So let's get started with ground strokes. First of all, I want you guys to make sure that you're practicing both cross-court and down the line uh, on both sides, your forehand and backhand. Oftentimes when I see recreational level players practice, when, when they practice their ground strokes, both players will go back to the baseline and just hit. <laughs> They'll, they'll just rally back and forth. They'll both start in the middle of the baseline, and they'll just hit back and forth. And you guys should probably warm up that way just by hitting back and forth and kind of relatively low focus and uh, just just rally, and that's fine. But you need to evolve from that. You need to advance and get more complicated and challenge yourself more uh, moving on from that. And the way that I like to do that with students is to take each str each side, their forehand and their backhand, and set up a specific target and a specific goal for each direction that they could hit. And basically that breaks down into four different rallies, four different directions. Their forehand, cross-court, and down the line, that's two. And also their backhand, cross-court, and down the line. And typically the way that I like to warm my students up, and I, I very often begin every lesson this way, is by taking a specific direction, let's say their forehands first, and going cross-court, and I'll give them a specific target and a specific goal to achieve uh, while aiming for that target. So, for example, their, their forehand cross-court, I'll put out a cone um, cross-court, and I'm left-handed, so that would go typically across to my backhand, and I'll put that cone right in the middle of no, no man's land, uh, halfway between the service line and the baseline, and halfway between the center of the court and the singles sideline over on that deuce side of the court. So if you guys can imagine uh, no man's land, a rectangular box back there, basically I split that in half, and I take just one half at a time, and then I put a target right in the middle of that half of the court. And I want my students to be aiming past the service line. We're practicing on purpose, hitting deep, solid ground strokes. I want them to aim for that target, and I'll give them a certain number to achieve. 
sometimes uh, I'll have them hit 10 or 15 total to that to that uh, section of the courts, that half of the court past the service line. So anywhere in that back box on the right half of, of my side of the court is going to count. Or maybe sometimes uh, I'll think that they, that they need some work with their consistency, and I'll have them hit five or seven shots in a row to that spot cross court and past the service line. And again, I'll, I'll usually give them a specific physical target to actually aim for that's in that target area. And I'll give them, you know, some bonus points if they actually hit that spot, that actual target, the cone or ball pyramid or whatever. So anyway, um, rally with your partner and both of you guys should have a physical target to aim for and also a general target area that you're trying to hit X number of times. Maybe it's X number of shots in a row to your target area, or maybe you and your partner are working together to try to get a total number, maybe 20 or or 30 ground strokes in that specific spot. And then once you've achieved that, then switch it up and go down the line. Uh, Then go to your backhands and go cross court and go down the line and keep repeating aiming for that target. This is going to be the best bane for your buck because you guys need to be comfortable and confident hitting to specific targets and hitting in, in specific directions during your singles play. Um, everybody you play is going to have little bit strengths and weaknesses, and we're going to get to that in your um, strategy, strategy part of today's show. And you need to be able to hit to those specific spots over and over and over, uh, depending on who, who you happen to be playing that day. So there's a ground stroke, ground stroke practice, uh, deep in the court, specific target, and get some good repetition and consistency so that you build your confidence and uh, your physical ability to hit to a certain part, a certain part on the court over and over. Next up, let's talk about volleys, and I want you guys to do uh, very similar drills to work on your volleys, and we we want to work on depth and control of the ball. And the way I do this um, with my students is very often uh, similar to how I do ground strokes. I'll be on the baseline, and I'll have them aim to a certain half of the court, typically. And I'll put them right in the middle of of the courts, up at the net, um, a lot of times halfway between the net and the service line. And I will put a, a physical target out on one side or the other, let's say the deuce side. And I will hit ground strokes at them, and it's their job to volley back to my specific target. So if it's on the deuce side, I'll, again, I'll typically have them practice hitting past the service line and to a certain half of the court. And so they'll have half of that no man's land box to aim for. And I'll have them hit, again, five in a row or maybe 10 total or 15 total, etc. And then we'll go over to the other half of the courts and they'll have to do the same thing. And again, this kind of repetition builds confidence uh, or it can build technique as well. If they don't have the ability to control the ball and and keep it within a certain part of the courts and keep it within some boundaries that we're aiming for, then you know, aiming and trying to get five in a row might take 15 or 20 minutes. And if that's how long it takes, then so be it. That's how much practice they needed, and they need to get better at that skill. Hitting five in a row to a specific target like that is something you guys hopefully eventually are going to be able to do routinely. And this will just be kind of another part of your practice that you'll uh, maybe get through quickly some days. And other days, it might take you a little while. But it's very important to have a specific target like that and and be able to repeatedly hit it over and over. Because once again, during your point play, we're going to have to be able to control where the ball goes to be able to execute certain strategies. And this is how you learn how to be able to do that again and again, is by having a specific target. Um, I think it's important to, to point out that in both 
instances on ground strokes and volleys so far, I've I've mentioned that I, I have my students very often aiming for a deep target and specifically past the service line. I find that it's very important that players learn how to control the depth of their shots. And in general, keeping the ball deeper in the court takes a little bit more skill and a little bit more control. Anybody can kind of shank a, a volley or a ground stroke or, or hit it poorly, uh, and, or not on purpose in general, and hit it short. And sometimes that might even work, and that, that might, it might even earn you points. However, if you watch high-level players, if you watch good players, you'll see them consistently trying to keep the ball deep on purpose to keep their opponents in a defensive position, to keep their opponent away from them. And so I very, I shouldn't even see, say very often, really 100% of the time, I start my students, students off aiming deep in the court. Even, even beginners just starting off, I, I have them purposefully aiming past the service line with their volleys and with their ground strokes to try to build good technique and good habits uh, to try to hit a solid, confident shot, to hit, be able to hit a good penetrating shot, whether it's volleys or ground strokes. And uh, it's important to develop that. It's not to say that it's never appropriate to hit the ball short on purpose uh, to be able to hit a drop shot or a short angle volley um, or maybe a low slice to draw your opponent into the net. It's not to say that there's no place for those shots. There certainly is. Um, However, your bread and butter should be um, to be able to keep the ball deep and penetrating and and pressure your opponents. All right, next, next up, let's talk about overheads. Uh, we've already talked about ground strokes and volleys. I want you guys picking specific targets, and I want you guys uh, getting good repetition. I want you guys being able to hit five in a row uh, or 15 or, or 20 total uh, to a specific target and usually a deep target. Next up, let's talk about overheads, and th- these are important shots. If you guys are going to wander up to the net, uh, maybe uh, uh, that's not the right way to put it. Uh, if you guys are going to approach the net and come forwards, uh, it's important to be confident with your overhead as well, especially at lower levels. Let's say b- uh, below a 4.0 level. Oftentimes, that's kind of the first response that you'll see from an opponent where they're, uh, the person they're playing has come to the net is a lob. You, you guys will see a lot of lobs coming forwards, and it's very important to be confident with your overheads. A lot of times with junior players, I have them hit 10 overheads in a row anywhere anywhere in the singles court to start off. And I like doing this with a two-on-one drill a lot of times with uh, one person hitting overheads and two people back at the baseline lobbing every shot. And I want to see my student be able to hit, just make 10 overheads in a row anywhere in play. And it doesn't matter how tough of, of a lob that we've hit, unless it goes out, I'm not going to count that against the overhead player. But I want to see my person at the net hustle for every ball and make a play on every ball and do their best to make every single overhead. Because that's just the reality of tennis when you guys go out and play. You've got to run everything down. It's your job. You're by yourself. Nobody else is going to cover the lob for you. And so it's important to go and practice running every single shot down rather than standing there up at the net, watching the ball go over you, turning around and saying, oh, good shot when it lands inside the baseline. Go for every single lob and try to make a play at every single overhead. You'll you'll become a better player for that. And start off with just making 10 in a row inside the singles court with you and your partner, your partner lobbing every single shot. And then after that, I would really encourage you to practice hitting to both halves of the court, just split the court into halves, and again, make 10 or 15 total, or maybe five in a row uh, using your overhead to each half of the court. 
a lot of times recreational level players only are really able to hit across their body, which means a righty player is going to hit from right to left. And a lefty player, a lot of times, can only hit their overhead from left to right, going across their body. Make sure that you try to develop hitting both ways, both to your right and to your left with your overhead, and get some good repetition doing that as well. Um, And lastly, let's talk about serves. Uh, We've already gone over ground strokes, volleys, and overheads. Serves, we're going to have... a similar sounding thing. I want you guys to have uh, a consistent or rather a, a specific target. And a lot of times I'll split the box into halves to do this. And you guys need to be confident hitting both halves of the service box. Your opponents will have different strengths and weaknesses from player to player. And you need to be able to place your serve to force them to have to hit either a forehand or a backhand, depending on which one they're better at or which one they're worse at. You have to be able to adjust and control where your serve is going. And listen, I don't care how good or bad you think you are, you can aim your serve. You might not be as good at it as a player who's stronger than you, but you need to start practicing as soon as possible placing your serves on purpose. This is going to build your confidence and is going to to build the options that you have strategy-wise in your point play. So I, I want you guys to practice hitting specific targets and just as general as, as splitting the box in half and hitting to the left side or the right side of the box is perfectly fine. But I want you guys to start developing your accuracy to be able to hit to one side or the other of the box. So practice a specific target. And again, I would practice hitting three, four, or five in a row to each of the four uh, sectors. So we've got uh, two halves of each of the two boxes, so four different sections. And I would encourage you guys to try to hit three in a row to each of those sides, each of those um, halves of each, each of the boxes. And uh, practice your, your consistency and your accuracy. And I would also do um, a first serve and a second serve. Uh, practice your first serves. Practice your second serves. And this is a good way to build your confidence. So there's a, a general overview, guys. And I, I just spent a lot of time on that. Uh, but these are some high-focus ways that you guys can practice your singles game and build your confidence, build your ability to hit certain targets. And we're going to get to strategy next. And your ability to do and execute these types of directions and these types types of strokes, um, that's what's going to give you the ability to, uh, to be able to build a good strategy and be able to stick with it. So I'll be back in just a second to uh, to talk about strategy uh, but that wraps up the uh, the practice part of it. And Tom, hopefully that's helpful to you. I know that you weren't necessarily looking for singles-specific drills. And I could do a whole other show on doubles-specific uh, practice drills as well. But uh, that's a good start for your singles play. Okay, let's get talking about singles strategy now. And this question came to us from Abby who's in Missouri. She wrote to me and said, what is a good way to develop strategy? I am 17 years old and have only been playing recreational tennis for a year. I have joined the school team, but I have no strategy to win. Well, sure, Abby, that's an excellent question. And we're going to stick with our general topic of singles today. And Abby told me me that she plays mostly singles. She plays some doubles as well, but we're going to just stick with singles today. And in singles, Abby, first of all, I want to make sure that you understand that cross-court is better than down the line, all other things being equal. There are certainly circumstances where it's appropriate to hit down the line, but for the most part, cross-court is going to be your best play. 
And Abby, especially since you're relatively new to the game of tennis, you've only been playing about a year, and I believe she's uh, around a 2.5 level player or so, uh, cross-court is going to be your best bet, and you're going to want to be hitting the ball across from right to left or from left to right across the center of the court over to your opponent's side. You're going to want to be hitting in that direction a very large percentage of the time, especially since you're just getting started. It's ho- it's higher percentage because the court is about four feet longer in the, in the singles court from corner to corner going cross-court as opposed to down the line, so it gives you more space to hit to. And the net is also shorter across the center of it. It's six inches lower in the center of the court as opposed to over the net posts. So the net's lower, the court is longer. And also by hitting cross courts, you make your opponent move a little bit more as well. You hit the ball at an angle, which forces them to have to travel a little bit greater distance to get to it in general as opposed to hitting down the line. So that's number one. Understand that cross court is going to be the better play a large percentage of the time. And I want you to be hitting cross court most of the time in your singles play. I mean, I would say, you know, if you, when you have the opportunity to, I would say 80 plus percentage, uh, 80 plus percent of the time, I would like to see you hit cross courts if I was your coach. Now, there's some other things that I want you to identify as well. And if you can start to identify these things quickly within the first couple minutes of your warm up or your match play, it would really do you a great service. First of all, I want you to identify what your opponent doesn't like or, or is poor at. Figure out what their weaker side is, their forehand or their backhand. Figure out if they like volleys or dislike coming to the net. Figure out if their serve is weak. You need to figure out what the weakest part of their game is. You also need to identify what you're doing particularly well. What's your best shot? Uh, maybe that particular day, as something specific is really clicking for you. You need to figure out what your strongest part of your game is. Once you have identified those two things, you want to make them beat you with their worst shot. Make them beat you with their worst shot. You're going to want to find out what their weakness is and go to it all day long. And this sounds like a very simplistic thing, but in watching tennis around the level that you play at, Abby, I very rarely see players really execute this well. You need to figure out what makes them uncomfortable and then go to it again and again and again. And what would be even better than that, taking it one step further, would be to use your strength to go at their weakness and figure out how you can pair that up and and use that pattern to your advantage and do it over and over. And I'll use myself as, as an example here. I'm, I'm a left-handed player, and my forehand is much stronger than my backhand. And since I play mostly righties, my cross-court forehand goes to their backhand, um, which is very typically a player's weakness. So over the years, I've really highly developed my cross-court forehand, and I've also developed um, a good down-the-line backhand as well. And so my game, my singles game, is kind of tailored towards hitting to my opponent's left side of the court, which is usually their backhand. And so I'm used to just pummeling that side of the court and forcing them to have to hit backhand after backhand after backhand. And along the way, I also typically shift myself to the right side of my side of the court so that I can hit as many forehands as possible. Again, I'm left-handed, so I very often shift myself to the right side of the court so that I can hit even more forehands and hit them all over to to the right, which is my opponent's left, 
hit it to their backhand side. So I have a very high focused strategy, very typically of hitting to my backhand, my opponent's backhand side. And, um, if they start adjusting for that and shifting over to their left, I'll start hitting inside out forehands and hitting back the opposite direction and start moving them side to side again, while hitting as many forehands as possible for myself. So these are the types of, of things you need to start paying attention to your opponent's weaknesses, your strengths. You have to, you want to start setting up patterns of play that are going to play into your opponent's weaknesses and also understand that cross court is going to be the higher percentage direction. If you play an opponent who is kind of even, they, they like both their forehand and their backhand, they don't really have a, a, um, a really well-defined weakness, which is going to be rare, by the way. Um, just hit everything cross-court and work on, on hitting as many shots that you're comfortable with as possible. If it's your forehand, work on running around your forehand, hitting as many forehands as possible, and keeping the ball safe in cross-court and deep in the court. And you're going to beat a lot of players just doing those basic things. I wouldn't get any fancier than that, and we're going to get to that next when we start talking about winning more and kind of using some mental t- tennis tactics. So, Abby, hopefully that gives you a, a good starting point and a, a good place to kind of give your strategy some foundation. Um, please get back to me and let me know if I can go into depth any further with that, um, which I could. Uh, but that should give you a good place to start for your level and, and give you... Um, give you some some good foundational ideas so abby thanks very much for writing and let me know how things go all right the last couple of things we're going to cover are going to be some mental tennis topics and tom and i coming back to tom when he and i were writing back and forth one of the topics that he asked me to talk about was turning good tennis fundamentals into winning when it counts. And to me, that just screams mental tennis. That means taking the the skills and abilities that you have and applying them to your match or even to your practice so that you get as much out of it as possible and give yourself the best possible chance of of success. And so much of that is going to come down to focus, concentration, And I'm going to talk briefly about how that relates to both your practice and your strategy. When you guys go out there to practice, concentrate, focus on what you're doing. Don't lose track. Don't get sidetracked. Don't just start hitting aimlessly and just hitting back and forth and messing around. Pick your your target. Pick your, your objective, your goal. Give yourself a number, an objective to shoot for, and take one thing at a time. And, and achieve it and, get, and obtain that goal. Hit five in a row or hit 20 total in your specific target and then move on to the next thing. Guys, all of the, all of the practice drills I gave you guys and the, the strategies that I talked about, these are all pretty basic things. I'm not giving you guys earth-shattering uh, stuff here. You know, I mean, <laughs> not to downplay it. I mean, it's important that you guys understand how to practice well and how to put together a strategy, but... I mean, at the core of it, the uh, the things that I'm giving you guys to think about and the concepts are very simple. What really separates an average player kind of over across the, the whole span of their career and somebody who really achieves more and who really becomes great 
given their own skills and abilities, the difference between those players is going to be their focus, their intensity, their work ethics, their concentration. These are things that during match play and during your practice play are going to make really a big difference for you guys. Now, as far as winning more is concerned, I've got three things here that I want you guys to really remember. Write these down in your tennis note- notebook if you have one already. If you don't have one, go go get one right now. <laughs> uh, so three things. First of all, never change from a winning game plan ever. I see this all the time in my lessons. Uh, I see this all the time. I'll play a, a ground stroke game with my students up to seven, and they'll on the very first point of the game, put together a great point and play a specific pattern uh, against me that utilizes their strengths, hits to my weaknesses. They put the ball away. It's like, awesome, great job, good point. And then we go in the next two or three points, they do things completely different. And they'll try, um, uh, I'm going to leave that for for a different point, But, but they'll go and use completely different strokes or different strategies. And the entire time, they could have been winning by using... Uh, what they used in the very first point, but they weren't paying attention, uh, or maybe their their um, attention span uh, was not was not good enough. Uh, they didn't really it didn't really compute to them that oh hey I won that point maybe I should do that again and again this seems like a simple thing but I see it constantly where people come up and and put together an excellent point and then they just try something different um, because they they kind of get the idea that it has to be complicated it doesn't have to be complicated find find a simple strategy that works and just keep hammering at it again and again and again until your opponent has come up with some kind of counter to it that you know renders it useless but until that happens keep on hammering away at it Um, next up abandon a losing game plan quickly not only is it important to understand and, and realize and notice when you've won a point but it's also very important to, to realize and notice when you are losing points in a, certain, in a certain way or using a certain strategy or pattern of shots. And you need to put away those patterns or that strategy as soon as you notice a pattern of it not working. So just as important as sticking with a winning plan, you need to put away plans that are not working out for you as well. And the last thing I want to talk about is don't get fancy. All right. And I, I was I almost mentioned that while I was talking about not going away from a winning game plan. Guys, don't if you're below a 4.0 level, put away the drop shots, um, put away the top spin lobs. Um, you guys should not be trying to win with fancy tennis. You should not be trying to hit winners on every point. Um, you guys should be playing good, solid, fundamental tennis. Um, we want good, solid basics. Um, good tennis is very simple, and especially at an amateur level, um, you don't need to go out and, and hit big professional-type shots. You don't have to hit fancy shots and play complicated strategies. Good tennis is simple, and you guys should not be trying to overcomplicate things by trying difficult strategies or, or difficult techniques. So make things simple on yourself. All right, well, that's uh, all the time we have for today, so we're going to wrap things up. But Tom, hopefully that those are some good things for you to think about, and everybody else. Hopefully that was enjoyable for you as well. We're gonna that's gonna wrap up our winning more in singles uh, show. And just to recap, we talked about our practice play. We talked about strategy, putting together a winning game plan, 
And right there, we talked about a couple mental tennis things as well. If you guys put all those things together and really focus on them, I can pretty much guarantee you will win more within whatever level you happen to be playing in now. It just takes some focus. It takes some practice. It takes some uh, intentionality. Um, and you guys can do it. You can improve your tennis. All right, that does it for episode number 156 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this rebroadcast, and whether you did or not, I'd like to hear from you. This episode was originally aired before you could leave comments for the shows, so I'd love to get your take on the content in today's episode. You can give me any thoughts or feedback or questions you might have by going to EssentialTennis.com slash podcast and then leave a comment for episode number 156. I'll share some of those at the end of next week's episode, unless I just have zero time again. But I, but I should be able to get out a regular episode answering some new questions next week. So thank you for your patience in that. And trust me, it's, it's going to be worth it when you see I, I'm putting out a bunch of free instruction as well next week having to do with doubles tactics. So I know all of you are going to at least enjoy that, even if you don't end up becoming part of Doubles Domination 2.0. All right, so until next week, I hope you all are doing great with your tennis, improving. Hope that this podcast has been helpful, and I will talk to you all again next week. Until then, take care, and good luck with your tennis.